Hello, and welcome to the Fishnets and Phantoms podcast with your host, Amy Shofsrain. The Fishnets and Phantoms podcast is a post-punk media and miscellaneous eclectic news show that is released every 13th and 31st of the month. You can find us on the Dark Discussions Network as well as independently on your favorite podcasting sites. Today, our show is for August 31st, so let's get into our news of the miscellany. In media news, according to Deadline.com, it was reported this week that Netflix has made some disappointing changes and has canceled several good shows that will be sorely missed. They are canceling Altered Carbon, a smart and compelling cyberpunk fantasy show that starred Anthony Mackie and Joel Kinnaman as the protagonist Takashi Kovacs, as well as Renee Elise Goldsberg as Quilcast Falconer. The show was created by Leda Calaquitas, based on the 2002 novel by Richard K. Morgan. Netflix has also canceled the promising teen drama I Am Not Okay With This, as well as The Society, due to COVID shooting problems. Earlier this year, it announced that it would also cancel the extremely well-done French horror series Marianne, much to this podcaster's disappointment. In better news, the consequence of Sound.net reports that apparently John Carpenter is working with Blumhouse to reboot The Thing, based on the superb short story Who Goes There by John W. Campbell. Carpenter, famous for scoring his own movies, will also be releasing a new album entitled Lost Themes 3. In science news, Consequence of Sound.net reports that Elon Musk has been taking a page from Ghost in the Shell and exploring the development of a computer brain link. He aims to implant gossamer thin wires directly into the human brain which initially could help people with spinal cord injuries and detect heart attacks and stroke threats, or possibly cure depression or other mental health issues. MESC intends to give humans the ability to download memory so that one could transfer their selves into a robot body. His company, Neuralink, is working with the FDA and has currently implanted this link in rats, primates, and pigs. Apparently, anesthesia is not needed and the procedure takes only about an hour. Rounding out media news, it has been reported by many sites that the talented star of Black Panther, Get On Up, the James Brown story, and 42, the Jackie Robinson story, Chadwick Boseman has passed away due to his private battle with colon cancer. Mr. Bozeman was 42 years old. He inspired many in his roles, playing strong black characters, from Thurgood Marshall to King T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther. He will be greatly missed. This week's movie is the Spanish-language film La Llorona. This movie is currently streaming on Shudder, where I watched it, and I believe it is streaming exclusively at this time. Ya Yorona was directed by Yoro Bustamante, with cinematography by Nicholas Wong. The movie stars 
Julio Diaz as General Enrique Monteverde, Mercedes Conway as Alma, Sabrina de la Hose as Natalia, the general's daughter, Margarita Kenferic as Carmen, the general's wife, and Ala Ella Rotado as Sarah, the general's granddaughter. La Llorona was released at the 2019 Venice Film Festival and at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2019. Subsequently, it premiered on the Shutter Channel on its Originals line in 2020. Despite the similar title, the movie is not to be confused with The Curse of La Llorona, an American movie that is directed by Michael Chavez and produced by James Wan of The Conjuring Movies fame. This movie is a jump scare movie that received very poor approval ratings and received only a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes and lower on other sites. This movie is very different than the movie that I am reviewing today. However, both La Llorona movies deal with a legend not dissimilar to the legend of the Banshee from Ireland. The legend of La Llorona is about a beautiful but poor woman who married a rich but philandering man. In time, the man only visited the family home to visit his children and ignored the mother, flouting his affair with a younger, rich woman. In a fit of rage, Maria seizes her two children and throws them into the rushing river below. She is now cursed to walk the earth, starving, until she is skeletal and wearing her dirty white redding dress, searching and wailing for her children for eternity. She is said to steal unattended children and caring, cares for them kindly until she realizes they are not hers, at which point she murders them, often by drowning. La Llorona is seen throughout the American West, especially the Southwest. It is said that her wail is loud when she is far away, but it is faint when she is at your side. The legend of a wailing woman is sometimes thought to be Aztec or Mayan in origin, but it also has links to murderous women in white in Germanic legends, the Lorelei, Irish, the Banshee, and Greek, the Lamia and Medea. The Hispanic version of the legend has been the subject of films and plays from 1917 till the current day. The tragic romance of La Llorona is sometimes melded with the celebration of All Souls Day, and the figure of the skeleton bride is often seen among the decorations Hierro Bustamante's film is set in recent-day Guatemala. It follows General Monteverde and his family as they deal with the general's trial on the charges of genocide against the Ixil Mayan population. Bustamante uses an oppressive quietness to boost the tension of the film. The family is juxtaposed against the enraged crowd outside, protesting the general's seeming escape from consequence as a guilty verdict handed down to him is waived. Into this impressive tension of quietness, Maria Coroy as Alma comes to serve as a housekeeper for the family after the general frightens away most of the staff by roaming the house armed in search of the wailing woman he hears at night. The lecherous general's night wanderings are seen by his apologistic wife as the fault of the beautiful, if spooky, Alma. Alma it should be known is the word for spirit in Spanish.
almost seems to bond with the young Sarah, rather than threaten her, as the le legends would have it. In the end, La Llorona focuses her punishment on the general and his wife. The movie is filmed exquisitely by Bustamante and Wong, with many scenes crafted so well that a still removed from the film would easily function as a moving artwork on its own. La Llorona has mixed reviews on review sites, from three stars on IMDb to 97% on Rotten Tomatoes critical reviews. The movie is a slow, smart political horror movie, which is not to everyone's style. It is, however, greatly to this reviewer's taste, and currently is my favorite movie of the year. I gave it five skeletal brides, with a special nod to the acting of Margarita Kenneth as Carmen, the horrifyingly classist enabler of her murderous rapist monster of a husband that is played with expert evil banality by Julio Diaz. Bustamante makes it clear that the general and the family that feels an obligation to love him are the monsters of the movie, and La Llorona is the revenge thought form or tulpa of the people. I would also like to note that the costuming and music of the film are also exquisite. Okay, this concludes Fishnuts and Phantoms for today. I wish you and yours a safe and peaceful late summer. Check out your local retailers because they are beginning to release the Halloween items in stores. It's time to gather up your rubber bats and paper black cats for soon. The sour sweet winds will be blowing and it'll be time to bolt the doors and listen for the gree grunks growling because it may be a wonderful night for eyebrows. Good night. I'll see you on the 13th.